Welcome to the Foundations podcast series, where we build our present on the foundations of the future. On each episode, we'll feature either an educational, tactical guide or a special guest whose story will help pave the way to a stronger foundation in life, business, and beyond. This show is sponsored by the SalesCast community, a place where entrepreneurs and sales leaders build revenue-first podcasts. Join the community for free at salescast.community. Today, we're going to cover all kinds of topics with Darnell Brown, but the one that I wanted to focus on first is a recent article you wrote about choosing your truth. And I think this is a particularly impactful place to start, especially for those that are considering entrepreneurship for the first time, maybe a recent college grad, um, someone that is in a job and looking to kind of break out of the uh, the nine to five in what Darnell and a lot of people have called the great resignation. So let's start there. Yeah. So thank, thanks for the introduction, Chris. And, uh, and yeah, tr- choose your truth. So this was a, a recent article that I wrote a couple weeks ago and obviously you read it and I, and I talk about like kind of what led to like the impetus for how that article even came about. Cause it's kind of been a long time in the making and then just coming to this revelation that, Oh, wait a second. Like I can choose to focus on put my time and energy on certain truths without discounting the value of all of the truths that are concurrently happening. All truths that have happened, that will happen, that are happening as we're doing this podcast episode, there are a gazillion things happening at once. And so the episode really just came as a moment of catharsis for me because I was thinking about these last few years largely with mostly with the stuff that happened in 2020, like throughout that entire year. And I know that that's kind of been like, um, you know, a, a really, a really big thing for, for most people. And we all have our versions of those events and our perspectives and things. And then, so I was just feeling myself just like kind of in a dark place in terms of what was taking up my mental bandwidth and the things that I was obsessing about and focusing on. And it wasn't until I began journaling, which is usually a very therapeutic process for me anyway, that I started to to really process what was going on really underneath the surface. And really it was because this lack of feeling, well, this, this powerlessness and feeling like you're unable to influence the situation. And so therefore, you know, we call that focusing on things that you can't control and stuff. And so out of all of these things that you can't control, you got this sphere of influence of things that you can, ways to inspire things that you can do, all of that stuff. And really, Chris, it was it was it was really trying to take a like a very objective viewpoint. And I was talking about objective truths. So what we call facts, what we call data like things that are are true regardless of one's opinions or beliefs about them. And I was saying even objective truths are hard to swallow and stuff sometimes. And you could go down the rabbit hole like I did. And then when I said, 
snap out of this. I'm going to choose to focus on truth, choosing truths that uplift me and inspire me and encourage me to to be my best self because that's a great thing to be. And that's that's me being fulfilled and living a very meaningful life. At the same time, we have to be cognizant of that in terms of not like being a being aware of of things that do affect you that you have no control over being aware of them, but not basing your entire being around around those things. So I try to give examples. It's almost like if you're in a, if you're tuning in a radio station, right? You got different frequencies and stuff that come in. But as you as you start to tune in on a singular station, you get you get clarity uh, and you can change that station if you want to. But concurrently, there are a lot of radio stations happening. Or if you go into a lunch cafeteria, whether you're in grade school or remember your time in grade school or going out to dinner somewhere. You got all of these conversations that are happening at any restaurant at any given time. And it sounds like gibberish. But once you hone in on one of them, turn the volume down on everything else, then you got clarity and stuff there. And you can say, okay, well, I want to focus on this conversation right now. And I want to engage. Okay, I'm done with this. Now I can go focus on a different conversation. But trying to let it all in, it just is too overwhelming. And it's, it's, hard, it's difficult because I'm a person that loves learning, Chris. I want to take it all in. I want to respond to it all. But that's just not the way we, we are wired. That's just not the way we're constructed. You know, we, we can really only focus on one thing intentionally at a time. And I think you might have learned this recently as well, too, about like just this whole multitasking culture type of thing and how we're trying to get back to basics, like just focusing on one thing at a time is is kind of a holy grail place to be rather than all of the things competing for your attention. So that's what I mean by choosing your truths. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm talking about objective truths at that, not opinions. It's very much a difference, not subjective truths. The objective truths that you learn about every day, choosing to, to spend your time and energy on, on one thing at a time and naturally doing the things, focusing on the truths that will make you a constructive person rather than rather than destructive and make you feel beat up and powerless and worthless and without value, without anything to give, no contributions. And I don't think we I don't think any of us want to work from that place or want to live from that place. Hmm. So it's just fascinating when you look at it that way. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I'm wondering if we could workshop an example today for someone that's listening. Could you work a listener through this process of coming to an objective truth? Yes, absolutely. That's a, I think this also is a great workshop. And going, going into the ob- objective truths in terms of working my way through it or working one's way through it, I would, I would suggest that you first have to define what an objective truth is for those listening who don't know. But in that write-up, I I had defined it as like a hodgepodge of, of facts and a little bit of perspective, some data, like things that can't be influenced either way 
to be determined as true or false. So that's the first part is to define what an objective truth is. It's the opposite of a subjective truth. It's opposite of opinions. It is something that is based in fact. And so an example would be if you and I agree that <laughs> that blue is a color like the sky is blue or that we breathe oxygen and we and we breathe out carbon carbon dioxide, for instance, like just certain objective truths. I look at I look at the body of science as as probably the most like well-known, I guess, uh, not even a governing body, but the well, the most well-known institution that would would liken themselves to being like, OK, th these people are in the business of finding objective truths that exist. So define it, set an example that we all agree on. And, and we're still looking at what our reality is as well, too, because I think how we perceive things shapes what a truth is. I, I also would, would recommend to the listener that you have to recognize that objective truths are ever changing. They're still evolving. They're never they're never just fixed. They're fixed at this point in time. But as any any scientist or any person experimenting things will tell you that you could try something nine times, but the 10th way of doing it or with a new hypothesis put into it, it, it might give you new information. So you got to respect that process as well. But the other thing, the last part that I would put to that, Chris, is it's really good to visualize, like to have analogies and things that you can base stuff off of in real life. So if objective truth seems to be like an object and an abstract concept, you could look at something like a highway with a bunch of traffic and stuff on it, that there's all of these different things happening on both sides of your lanes above and below you. And that's like the world of information. That's information coming that that's just transpiring, like events that are taking place, things that you witness, things that you don't witness. That's the other thing about a, an objective truth is it could be something that you have seen with your own eyes that you have that you've witnessed and you're just recollecting what it is that you saw. So mm -hmm. if you saw a person walk down the street and you're telling the truth, like that's that's an objective truth. Like you're just talking about something that transpired. You had no influence on it, but it happens in your perspective. The issue is that we all got blind spots. We see what we do through our own perspectives, but there's a world of things going on on either side of our head and behind us, above and below us. So just like this traffic jam or just like being on a highway, we, we have to realize that we're in our own vehicles driving in a certain direction, which is where we're focused, which is where we're trying to go, the journey that we're on. But there's a whole world of things happening around you. Objective truths and choosing them really just begins with recognizing all of that. It kind of accepting that as just a law of life. Mm -hmm. And that's an example of it. And then saying, okay, well, with, with everything that's going on out here, which ones am I going to focus on or which ones am I going to spend the most time on that, that, uh, that encourage me to be the best possible version of myself? And we, we have to choose what that is and we'll know it because we, we will feel enlightened and, and inspired in a certain way to, to keep going. We'll be like, okay, yeah, this, this makes me feel good. This makes me feel expansive. I, I, it keeps me moving in a, in a forward motion.
because so change the is the only you, constant in life. Some of the ones you shared, I'll just I'll just read it off the article if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. I am capable. I have talent. I possess power. I am worthy and therefore have value. I you know, I, I know you said that you were going through um you know, you were focusing on some dark stuff for a little while. I'm wondering what you were focusing on and then, you know, what got you to sort of look at these, you know, choosing these uh, different, more uplifting truths. So back then in 2020, it was just it was just the things that were going on between the convergence of the pandemic, the 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 situation with George Floyd and the the political environment and stuff around all of that. So that whole, again, convergence is just like it was like a crucible or something for me because I was it's like you're going through an awakening. Right. So sometimes we call that like like woke, like being woke, I guess, is what sometimes people call it in this culture. And, and just realizing that this there's this whole there's mm-hmm. this whole world of different truths that I wasn't even like really that privy to because I've been in a bubble all of this time, which is both a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. And so once that bubble had gotten burst and all of, and all of these all of these again these objective truths just just pouring in and there's this big globally conscious awareness happening it's just like whoa like like overwhelming it's like it's like being in the dark or something for a long time and then just getting hit with a bright light and you're not even like you're still trying to fathom what that even is and just process all of that and the more I focused on that stuff, I'm just like, man, this is this is wild. Like. Like, do I do I become a different person? Do I dedicate my life to something completely different than than what I have been through that point and just going through all of those things? And again, a lot of stuff I didn't I, I felt powerless on it didn't feel, feel like I could influence. Mm. So. Coming coming out of that, my truth are based on the the ones that you had just mentioned, those different examples that I had given. But it's also coming from a contribution standpoint of me saying, how can I how can I serve and do something that I'm passionate about that that does help people, that helps people on the come up, that makes the road easier for people, that like allows people to time travel somewhat, because I can take everything that I learned in 10 years and maybe some, a person could go through that process in like a 10th of that time or in just a few months and just figuring out, okay, what is, what is, what is my best self? What, what are these things that led me up into my life, led my life up until this point? What are they? How can I make the most of them? And what are the truths that I want to focus on going forward in terms of things that don't have to do with me? And then just saying, you know, you you that's not an excuse to be ignorant or something, though, or to like willingly say. Again, going back at the top of this conversation, Chris, about like you got to be careful not to discount other things that, that people are trying to make you aware of or people saying, oh, Chris, like you could be you could be influential in this place and stuff, but you're focusing on this thing right now because. Uh, you know, so many people want you to do different things. And so 
it's always important to, 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 to certainly be aware of, of things that affect, pe- affect you, affect people like you, and affect the people that you, that you care about, both from an audience standpoint and friends and family. It's, it's smart to be aware of those things so that you don't get blindsided. So don't you get, don't you get cut off the side of the road or sideswipe going back to like this traffic metaphor. So walking that delicate balance of saying, you know, I, I need to be, I need to be on the up and up with, with what I'm focused on because it's vital. And if I don't, you're going to mess around and you're going to go crazy or become depressed. Like you can go in the polar opposite route. We as humans are full of that type of duality, right? We, we are like, we, we have bad tendencies and good ones. We can, we can go towards things that don't make sense for us and things that do. So it's all about, it's all about that choice. And it's, I don't think that it's, I don't think that choice is an illusion. I think that it's serious and we, we really got to face ourselves about that. I would, I would also recommend to listeners that face yourself, man, be real with yourself. And that's, a, that's probably one of the bravest things that you can do is like looking at that person in the mirror mm-hmm. and who you really are and really trying to, really trying to peel back those layers to see what's really going on. What are you really upset about? And if it is about your lack of power to something, then what do you what do you have control and influence over right now that you can put in its place, put in the place of focusing on the wrong things so that so that you will go in the direction that makes sense for you? Hmm. Let's talk to somebody that is going through something like that, really similar, but now they're, they're looking, you know, at their, their career, their business, you know, that, that holistically, and maybe they're deciding to take on something new. Do you have any recommendations for starting side hustles, any recommendations to someone who's um, looking to transition in their career or grow in that capacity? Yeah, it's, it's really, I like to simplify it and look at it as what, especially when it comes to a side hustle, is like looking at what you're already good at, what, what uh, gives you purpose, what makes you feel like you are uh, c- contributing in some way or being a creative or like you were when you were a child, if you do have good memories from your childhood, things that you did that were fun. And and kind of the like merging those two things together so that you can be resourceful versus focusing too much on like having to learn a brand new skill and a brand new trade and saying, okay, I want to switch gears and stuff completely. I think that we really have to tap into who we've always been. And we can we can start that by like asking our closest friends and family like what what do they think of you as or when they're describing you to other people like what are some adjectives or something that they use like that's a basic way to go to go through it seeing how people already refer to you kind of in your inner circle and just asking them point blank to just and see where that kind of common denominator is maybe start with like five people you asking them to be just like you had said chris like you wanting them to be critical as critical as possible but at the same time 
hone in on things that they appreciate about you, about you or people or that they come to you for. And so a simple example would be like, you might be the person in your circle that, that people come to a lot because they feel like you're a great listener. And so that might be something that you never thought about, but you might like be headed in this accountant direction. And it's just like, well, man, I never thought about those two things kind of coming together. Maybe I'm a good person. Maybe I'm good at, at like allowing people to, to talk. Maybe I'd be good at perhaps interviewing people or, or becoming a journalist or something, just as an example. And that was something I learned not too long ago, Chris, was about, about really like when you're confused about yourself, you got to ask the people who know you best about you and about what they appreciate from you and, and look for that common ground. Hmm. And then when it comes to the, to like breaking into something new or starting a career, I always suggest people like, it's not about your resources. It's about being resourceful. So you will talk yourself out of things a, a thousand times when you realize how much things will cost and or how long it will take for, for this idea to take, to take shape and all of the budgetary constraints and all of this other stuff. You got to put all of that stuff to the side and say, well, what if, what do I already know? What am I already good at? What do people already come to me for and appreciate? And let me tap into that a little bit because that's going the recess, the, the resourceful route. Most people usually have access in access, either time or money. You rarely, you rarely have, have both or, or lack both of those things. So mm-hmm. where you have the most of them, then it's like, okay, I got time. People look, people come to me because they think I'm a good listener. I want to take my career in this accounting route, but maybe doing something like more of a jur- journalist route might be a good look because I'm, I'm clearly curious about people and their stories. Maybe I could bring, uh, bring enlightenment to stories that don't really see the light of day or something, just as an example. And so then you're thinking about, oh, well, I got to get a business name and a logo and all of this stuff. And it's just like, man, that stuff is not important. It's not even important right now. What's important is you starting to go down that path and be open to where it takes you, just making connections, using your ability to be a good listener in this example that we're talking about to say, well, man, people must like talking to you. You're not going to have a problem getting people to open up and people going to naturally want to reciprocate once you find decent people and stuff around like the people will fall into place as they need to. But you can't get hung up on putting up a, a website and and all of these things that aren't important in the beginning. Certainly take care of the legal side, like if you need to form an LLC or something, but all of the marketing and how you're going to get make a name for yourself. I feel like that's those are all later steps, but these are the that's that important foundation that you have to set to know what your purpose and stuff is and to say, well, man, OK. Yeah, this makes sense. This feels in alignment with what I actually like doing and in a way that I feel like I'm I'm using kind of a dormant skill, really, or a skill that I didn't even really realize was there. Perhaps I should explore this. Be open to that and be willing to evolve it as you need to and just say, man, I'm just going to give this one month. Let me see what happens this month when I focus completely intently on being as good of a listener as I can be. We see what I was able to do when I didn't even realize I was listening. What if I put all of my energy in that place? What if I was intentional about listening and tried to turn that into a career? Let me see what happens. 
be genuine with people, be genuine with yourself, certainly. And and let people know that you that you're going to give this a shot and document it just for just for a minute. You don't have to commit for like too long and you certainly shouldn't keep it like an open ended thing either with no deadlines because it's super hard for people to hold themselves accountable. Very hard. Even those of us who are who are extremely disciplined. So you you really got to like take those baby steps and say, OK, I'm going to try, try to see what happens in one day or in one week or in one month. What happens if if I can if I can sculpt something, sculpt the side hustle? You know, you're looking at your situation. Do you have a little bit of one, a runway to 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 focus on that for like a month? Do you got any savings? And then if you don't, if you have everything against you, if you're out of time, out of money, like if you're in the worst possible situation, that is when it's most critical that you think about how resourceful you can be rather than the amount of resources that you have, because you will never have tried everything that you could in your lifetime to do to try to aim for any type of success. So since you wouldn't have tried everything because there are a gazillion different things that you could be trying, you always got to keep that in the back of your head and keep going. And you need to look at stories of people who had less way less resources than you and way more adversity and what they were able to do, how they were able to triumph. Keep those stories as motivation for yourself. And they exist out there. There's so many great ones. Let me know if you need them. I'll send them to you. That's what keeps me going and stuff as well. Not that you need to compare your life to someone else, but if you're looking at other people's success, say, man, I'll never be able to do that. Like, why aren't you doing the polar opposite of that? If or, or look at look at what you could become if you went down this path and certainly look at stories of people that that had less than you started out with less. They may not they they may not like look a certain a certain way or ever ever be someone that they would put on a magazine cover or they might be uh, someone that has a deformity of some sort like it's it could be anything. And it's just like. You you got to you you can't discount any of this stuff because those people kept going too. they're 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 like ordinary people just like us. But they they started out probably from a an, an, an even harsher place and they were able to still turn it around. And I want I'm always curious about what kept those people going. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just looking at it's just looking at stories from all from all sides of it, not only focusing on the success parts, but certainly on the failures, because you learn more from your failures than your successes anyway. So I would always be interested in what people <laughs> went through that really messed them up. And OK, how can I avoid that route? Because I've learned about that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And as we kind of near the end of our time here, I I want to just um, share that your podcast, your newsletter, everything that is free and accessible through Bulletproof Hustle has added to my day. I've been following your work and, and really, really, really enjoy lit- like just the free value that you give all the time. You're just constantly giving, constantly pouring out constantly putting things out there and um i highly highly recommend that everybody go to darnellbrown.com d-a-r-n-e-l-l-b-r-o-w-n.com at a minimum subscribe 
to the Bulletproof Hustle podcast and the newsletter. Um, you can access that on LinkedIn, or if you actually go on the website, you can sign up for that over email. And then there's other ways for you to interact with Darnell as well. You've got courses, you have consulting available on your site, you have guides. So any any closing thoughts today, Darnell, as we kind of wrap up this episode? Um, I was thinking about that earlier and I was thinking about to, to just sum it because sometimes people ask like, what's something that you would leave people or what's one of your favorite quotes or something. And, I, and and so you always have so many good ones. And it's always like when you don't get that question that you always have the answer. You're like, oh, why didn't I think of it at that time? But I, I would say two of the ones that that I always keep in mind, and I think tie into everything that I do, as well as what we discuss on this on this episode so far, Chris, would be number one, that everybody that you meet knows something that you don't. Every single person. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what age they are. Like they still know something that you don't. And when you when you realize that, it's just like, man, every conversation that you have with somebody from being in a grocery store in a line, like complaining about how long the line is to going to a network meetup, a networking meetup, like you could be you're always learning something new or could approach every conversation like what? What does this person, what value does this person have to give? Not even what value do they have to give, but actually something along the lines of like, there's something that I could learn from this person today, something they could show me, some little gem for them to, to, to drop on me that, that could completely change my outlook. And I have to be unassuming enough and humble enough to realize that learning comes from all different types of places. So everyone that you meet knows something that you don't. And then my other one would be, Going to Gandhi's, Gandhi's one of his most famous quotes, be the example that you wish to see in the world. Chris, that's one of the reasons that I show up the way that I do. That's one of the reasons I try to put out as much value as possible because I try to be the person that I needed like to be when I was maybe 10 years, like 10 years younger or something than now. And so instead of looking at the world and saying, you know, what can, what can it do for me and what can it provide me with? I'm just like, man, what, what, what power do I have at this point? And how can I just, how can I just like set the example? How can I not only just talk about it, but become a practitioner and stuff of it as well? Never talk about anything that I myself wouldn't try or have not tried. And those are the two big ones. So I approach everything in that way, like have a curiosity. And I don't know if that's something that you can teach people, Chris, that if you can teach people to to be curious or inquisitive, um, but if if that's a if that's a, a trait that you just that you have in you when you're born, and I think we all do because we've all learned things. We've all learned how to walk. We've all learned how to how to eat and kind of take care of ourselves, especially as we become adults. So there's there's a curious nature in there, but to be intentional about your curiosity and to satisfy it by learning new things and never never getting it from any singular source. Like it's important to corroborate your information that you get because uh, you don't want to idolize people or, or institutions or anything. So just as we've said, Chris, even in this episode, things that I'm discussing, you will find you will find footprints of these from other leaders, experts and things, too, as well. And so when you when you have that collaboration and that data, 
then you can kind of choose that truth and say, well, this this makes sense. This is an objective truth. If I find 10 people that have experimented on this hypothesis and have landed at a similar or the same conclusion, that's a good thing. And and now you're really expanding your mindset because you're getting different perspectives, which are extremely important to one's growth. So that's what I would leave people with, Chris. Wow. All right. So one more time, it's <laughs> darnellbrown.com, D-A-R-N-E-L-L-B-R-O-W-N.com. The podcast is on there, the newsletter on LinkedIn or on the website. You can sign up for that over email. Um, you can book time with Darnell, different sessions, different packages, courses, tons of amazing free material on the site. Check it out. Thank you so much for coming on, Darnell, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much, Chris. Happy to be here. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Foundations podcast series. Please leave us a review and subscribe. Want to reach out to me? Just find me on LinkedIn in the show notes below, and I'd be happy to talk.